the Draft Fantasy Podcast. Bonus Hello, fantasy managers. Welcome to the Draft Fantasy Podcast. Bonus brief for game week 35. So this is the shorter bonus pod for the off weeks or the weeks we don't have enough time to do the full show. You know how it is. You could say it's the morning quickie of fantasy podcasts. Mm. Anyway, so let's uh, touch upon game week 34 briefly and how that may affect your fantasy game. So personally, I had a splendid game week. Drafted in Lucas Moro, chipped in with a cheeky hat trick. Wilson had a good week, Callum Wilson, uh, bagging a goal and two assists. And, of course, my boy Milivojevic had to get on the score sheet. So that's my team. Uh, other news, other players. Troy Deeney got sent off. So with a double game week coming up, he's going to miss that. He's actually got a three-game ban, and he won't be back until the Chelsea game in game week 37. Um, Arsenal got their first away clean sheet of the season. <laughs> uh, Rudiger got injured of Chelsea fame, of course. Uh, not sure how long, but he's been earmarked for the United game in game week 36. Um, Newcastle and Burnley probably look safe. Could potentially mean they'll head for the beach early. Or, or will it? I don't know. But one to look out for. Also, United and City got knocked out of the Champions League. So rotation will surely feature less so for these teams. Hmm. The top players who performed the best, obviously Lucas Moura with a hat trick. Ryan Fraser, to me, to you, to me, to you, with Callum Wilson. Uh, Ryan Fraser, yeah. And Sean Morrison of Cardiff. Scored a goal and kept a clean sheet. Fantastic. Uh, but we're not here to talk about game week 34. We're going to talk about game week 35. So uh, I got Phil on the phone. Phil, secret journalist. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, Alfie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. You, uh, you still reeling from last night's exploits, the best game in Champions yeah. League history ever? Well, I, I, I was saying to people at work yesterday, I'd like, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say it's the best game of football I've ever seen in my life. Wow. In, in terms of drama and excitement and just the kind of things that were chunks in the mix, and that includes all the VAR stuff, whether you agree with it or not, I just think that that was that was about as good as it gets for as, as entertainment in football. You see, I, I would uh, <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Even though there okay. was five goals in the opening twenty minutes, I was a bit confused because it wasn't like really that it was good football being played. I actually quite enjoyed it when the game started to slow down a bit. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I like the as long as it's not my football team contributing to it. I, I like that kind of shamble defending that goes. I, I like a, I like a complete meltdown in defence where teams are just throwing haymakers at each other and scoring goals regardless of the fact that they've got world class defenders in the team. I, I see. I like that. I, I don't. I don't know. For me, it could have gone eighteen all. It could have just kept going. It was like a basketball game, as far as I'm concerned. It was very fascinating. That makes it more fascinating for game week 35. So let's talk about game week 35. So we yeah. might as well start off with Man City versus Spurs. I mean, and surely it's not going to match the craziness. So it's interesting fixture this one because it's not like... I mean, City need to win this one, obviously, and Spurs don't have any players. Well, yeah, I mean, after... I'm just nailed on nil-nil this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, just, I don't think it, no City need to win it. it the, the one thing about it is, is uh, we were talking about it last night. I was again the same. Right, how why why it is that when Premier League teams play against each other in the Champions League, particularly top six, obviously, uh, 
it, it never reflects the corresponding fixtures in the Premier League because the Premier League ones are always so cagey and dull and everyone's like a little bit more conservative. In the Premier League, in the Champions League, sorry, they actually just go for each other. And I wish that there was more of that in the Premier League games. So I expect this will be a far, obviously be a far more cagey game. Uh, you're right, the pressure on City now is very much... I mean, they needed to win it before. Now it's kind of... It is the be-all and end-all of their season, suddenly. The, the league is the league's it for them now. I don't yeah. think it'll be but the league's it, really. And there's also that thing of, um, you know, you beat City once, you don't beat them again, do you? Surely. You wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. But, I mean, it, the, the interesting thing from a fantasy football point of view is, like, what? how does... Because I'm sure that Pep would have would have looked at that and thought, right, I need to maybe maybe like rotate a few players up and I might need to might need to switch the team around a little bit, which he does do anyway for Premier League to Champions League games. But now there's more pressure on him to, to keep it stronger, if you know what I mean. I'm I'm wondering whether that might that result last night has probably changed his mind in terms of one or two players that he might bring bring in. Okay. Uh, he might have to bring that awful Sane player in, won't well, he? Well that's it. Like you you are splitting between you know, world-class players in every position. But I just wonder whether some players that he might have might have considered, like kind of bringing in and, and giving a shot. So whether whether Mares now is just totally out of the equation. I, I wonder whether that that he might have played in that Tottenham game in the league. I don't. I'm not sure whether he will now. Um, I think Sane probably will play. So Sane, if he doesn't, because you've you've got obviously company play, played um, last night. So that would you'd imagine he won't play. Uh, no, I think I think Stones will come back in. I think okay. Stones Laporte might, will probably still will probably still start and probably still be at the back. I would think um, uh, he seems to be the kind of main man now for City. He seems to be the, the, the most dependable centre back they've got. Uh, but I think Stones will probably come back in. I, I would I would imagine Fernandinho would come back into that side. I think Gundogan will probably miss out. Fernandinho will play. Um, but yeah, Sane Sane's got to play surely. But the, the question is like whether now suddenly Sterling is probably most likely to stay in that side, whereas you might think he might have thought to himself, well, maybe maybe like stick Sterling on the bench and bring him on if I need him. But I think Sterling's got to start now. Does that mean then, because the, obviously the City have got a double game week, another yeah. ga- double game week. And, and um, it's the Manchester Derby. Yes, yeah, Manchester Derby. So, I mean... I mean, we'll get on to Man United in a bit, but does that mean they rotate for the Manchester W or they just go for that one as well? Like, I, I, I think he, he'll he'll potentially make small tweaks to the side, but there's no wiggle room now. It's basically, I think he just has to he just has to keep picking his strongest side, and I think that means Sterling will probably most likely play in both games, if not uh, the majority of of the time of both games. Uh, De Bruyne, who is absolutely on fire. I mean, I, I know that he gets lost ever so slightly in all the madness of that last night, but De Bruyne was just world-class last night. Absolutely brilliant. And he is, he's banging assists in left, right and centre. So you've got to think De Bruyne is going to play and, and play in both games. Uh, Aguero surely has to play in both games because for all of Jesus' undoubted ability, he's not a patch on Aguero. So Aguero has to start both games, surely. So uh, let's talk about Spurs. So Spurs, a lot of injuries. Uh, Sissoko uh, got injured last night. The extent of his injuries yet to be confirmed. Uh, So good performance from Danny Rose, but could he end up playing in midfield? Yeah, potentially. I don't know. They're going to be having a big reassessment, aren't they, Paul, after that game last night? Because it's not like they're not playing for something as well. I know they're in the Champions League semi-final now, but they've got a top four spot to nail down. So So there's pressure on them to 
to keep getting results. They've got, I mean, they've got less wiggle room than City have now in terms of who they pick and main players. I mean, I would, I would expect you're probably going to see Lorente feature in that side, unless, he, unless he thinks to himself that Mora and, and Son. I mean, you can't, you can't not what Son did. Son was arguably the best player in the in the game last night, or the most influential. Whether he thinks that Son and Mora did enough to to say, well, let's just keep that versatility in there. Uh, I don't know. Ali was off it last night. Um, he he looked slow. He didn't look fully fit. I don't think. So I wonder whether Ali will keep his place. Um, your Walker Peters. Would you, would you want to throw it his way, or, or would it be, you'd be looking more at Ben Davis probably to come in if if you're going to push Rose in the midfield? And also, uh, Spurs have got to think about their. They got a double game week fixture again, and they're yeah. playing at home to Brighton, so they could uh, potentially rest players against them you would think yeah I mean it, it's an easier fixture than the one cities have got City have got for sure um, Brighton won't be easy though because they're scrapping for their lives I know they got a really awful result against Cardiff last time out which put them really in the shit but they're, they're scrapping for their lives Brighton so they, they, it won't be an easy game for Spurs though okay so uh, let's move on to other fixtures uh, the interesting fixture there is obviously Huddersfield against Watford and more so because um, Huddersfield relegated the reverse fixture was a 3-0 win for Watford. And put that with the fact that Watford have a double game week. They're playing Southampton also. Yeah, yeah. Is it time to go big on Watford? Or should people have learned their lessons from the Brighton <laughs> debacle? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the whole Brighton situation last week. I saw some insane stat about from the from the official Premier League fantasy football that that a ludicrous amount of people, like sort of twenty odd percent of people playing mm. the game, double like Captain Shane Duffy, um, <laughs> last last for last, last, last game, triple captain, triple captain, triple cap- Shane yeah. Duffy. So I mean that worked out beautifully well. <laughs> Did he point? I think he got one point in the in the entire for two games. Beautiful, uh, but yeah, I, I, Watford are a, a very a very different um, entity to what Brighton are. Though I mean, the only issue you've got with Watford. And particularly when you consider who they're playing, the only issue you've got with Watford is is which of the players are going to play. Mm. Um, you, you have to. You, there, there are certain core of players that would definitely will feature, like Kapue and Decore. You would imagine will play both games because they're they're the kind of heartbeat of that Watford side in the middle of the park. Um, but beyond that, you kind of you, you you are kind of edging your bets a little bit with a lot. And Foster's obviously a guaranteed pick, but you're sort of edging your bets with quite a lot of the rest of them. Is Delafeu fit? If he is, then he's definitely worth having in your side, but he's not sure whether he's fully fit yet. So yeah, so Troy Deeney's out as well. Um, so he, he's suspended. So he's, I mean, he's probably going to miss both. Violent conduct, like got sent off an elbow, that's probably three games, isn't it, I would think. So he's probably going to miss both those games. It is, yeah, um, yeah. Andre Gray is probably the man. He's, he's the one that's going to start in his place, unless you, unless you want to take a, a punch on Isaac's success. But then, to be fair, there was talk that he wasn't fully fit either. It's sort of this yeah. these sort of game weeks where players, forgotten players, come up and well, they get the goals. And, and, and Watford's Watford will be will have one eye firmly on that FA Cup game. Yeah, so that uh, that, that's going to be their that, that's their season now, really. And I mean, obviously, they want to finish as high as possible. And there's a chance if they get to to seventh that that is that's a European spot, obviously, with the way the knock on effect will have with Champions League and in Europa League. But um, but yeah, they've got the opportunity there to potentially rest some players. Mm. Okay, so Everton versus Man United. So United snuck a two-one win at Old Trafford when these two played back in October. Uh, both teams have had a certain amount of flux. Is there any value in owning United players anymore? 
it's a weird one, is, is that because it, it's it, you, you're in this. They're still obviously challenging for top four, and that would be their their big aim now for the rest of the season. Now that Barcelona put them to the sword, but um, it, it, it you do, does that mean that he's he's going to have to just keep picking you know this strongest side of his? Because I'm not sure he really knows what his strongest side is. All the noise that comes out of Solskjaer now is is kind of oh it's, it's a big summer we need to have a massive clear out, which suggests to me as though there's some players now that he has to pick that he doesn't really want to pick. And I think I mean that particularly goes for the defence because some of the I mean it's creaking in every way possible. Mm. You know, Smalling isn't good enough. Jones isn't good enough. Lindelof and and uh, Bailly aren't good enough. So, you know, what combination of centre backs does he pick? Because not all four of them aren't good enough. Um, the only one that I think that might be defensively is is, is might be worth a shot is that I think he probably looks to play Dalot. Yeah, Young's shot. Valencia's done. So yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think Dalot and Shaw are probably worth maybe maybe giving a, a pop to. The interesting bit is where you get further forward and you wonder whether. So are some of the players playing for a future there? Um, I mean, some of them are, are guaranteed to be there next season and, and, and are the kind of mainstays of what is outside now. So Rashford's going to be a main player there. Uh, Pogba, for all of his faults, is one of their main players, so he's going to play. But it's do you do you gamble on players like Lukaku, thinking, well, he might play him and, and almost mm-hmm. treat it like it's his chance to salvage a career, mm-hmm. in which case you might get some points out of him you know he's playing against his former club as well and uh, this this coming game week he might be worth a shot and plus is Alexis Sanchez done but yeah interesting Man United because you just don't know whether you, it, with them needing points you just don't know who who's going to front up and get them for him it could be Fred yeah Fred yeah let's do let me go through the whole fixtures Phil whilst we're mm-hmm. here so on Game week 35, Saturday 20th of April, you've got Manchester City against Tottenham, Bournemouth against Fulham, Huddersfield Town against Watford, West Ham against Leicester, Wolves against Brighton, Newcastle against Southampton, Sunday 21st, you've got Everton against United, Arsenal against Palace, Cardiff against Liverpool, mm. Monday the 22nd of April, Chelsea against Burnley, Tuesdays, Tottenham against Brighton, Watford against Southampton, and then on Wednesday the 24th of April, you've got Wolves against Arsenal, and the big one... <laughs> Man United versus Manchester City. Hmm. Uh, what are your clean sheet prediction forecasts for this week then, Phil? Um, it's a difficult one. Let, all right, Bournemouth. I'll go for Bournemouth. Mm-hmm, I've got that. Uh, Watford. Yeah. How many times? Uh, um, oh, uh, yeah. Once. <laughs> Just once. Wolves. Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea. They're, they're my... Um, Okay, so I've gone for Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs once, Watford once, Man City once. Oh, all right, okay. I'm not telling you who, though, <laughs> against whom. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bournemouth, the last yeah. time we did this was stupid. They got spanked, didn't they, last time we did this? Uh, Bournemouth, are the, are the, again, talking to people at work about this, Bournemouth, they're just a, a fantasy football nightmare. They're the least trustworthy side in the entire division. You just keep, you, you think they're going to go one way and then they just dummy you and zag the other. Uh, the other team I'm going to go for was Southampton once. At Newcastle, surely. Yeah, that. has to be at Newcastle. That's a nil-nil. Yeah, it's got it's got the feel of it. I mean, Southampton, are, are, they've got they have five points, got a game in hand on Cardiff. Newcastle just above them. They could probably both do with a point there. Mm, sounds about right. Anywho, uh, it's time to say goodbye to you, Phil. Thank you very much. Have a lovely game week. We'll speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon, Al. See you, bye. 
And like that, he's gone. So, yeah, so that was our sort of look at Game Week 35. Very briefly, of course, being a bonus brief. Um, so you've had your clean sheet prediction forecast for Game Week 35. I shall post those on Twitter for the weekend just to remind you. Uh, so in revision, Game Week 35 is double Game Week for Man City, Man United, Southampton, Wolves, Watford and Arsenal. Arsenal may be worth looking at. We didn't mention it, but Arsenal definitely worth looking at. They got... Um, Good home fixture and away fixture. Alex Awobi has been in good form. He's pl- he played the full 90 minutes against Watford and to a lot of people looked like their most impressive player. I mean, I don't know if that would turn into points or not. Uh, other player tips for your double game weeks. You've got Nathan Redmond for Southampton. Obviously, I don't need to tell anyone about this. He's a busy, busy bee. And he got a couple of goals last time off. So that was pretty good. Will he ever score again, though? Hmm. Uh, Den Donker for Wolves. This is my big... For those playing draft fantasy... And get Conte points. I mean, this guy, he's got 20 points in his last five games, which includes 10 Conte points. So if he's going to score, he's scored four points in his last two games. You get those, that's eight points on your board. That's pretty good, isn't it? Back to back. Uh, good. And Lucas Mora, obviously, don't need to tell anyone about that. Ben Foster, Watford, Bournemouth. We mentioned Bournemouth with a clean sheet uh, prediction. Uh, Bournemouth kept back-to-back clean sheets in January with wins over West Ham and Chelsea, respectively. South Coast teams always pick up form in good weather. I mean, that could be good news for Brighton. Is it good news for Brighton? Let's not talk about Brighton. Uh, we'll talk more next week, of course. I think we might have to have another bonus brief because of the double game weeks, which means it doesn't end till the Wednesday. So in terms of turnaround, I think this must be, might be the best option. But uh, the week after that, we'll have... A full pod, hopefully. I'll let you know on Twitter. Uh, do get in touch at Draft Fantasy Pod to ask any questions or put forward any topic or conversation, and we'll get back to you. All right, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your Easter holidays. Enjoy your game week 35. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks, and bye. The Draft Fantasy Podcast. Bonus. Bonus.